Welcome to the Salt Circle Podcast. My name is Hank. With me, always, is Ben. Hey. What's up? We're just always recording podcasts. 24 hours a day, baby. If you want the... uh, No, literally 24 hours. But if you want the (laughs) other 20... If you want want the... You know, more than one hour a week, that's a hefty Patreon tier. Hefty. Our podcasts have been more than one hour a week. And some weeks I have released more than one episode. But if you want more than that feed, if you want the the underground feed... (laughs) What's your what's your what would what would your going rate be to record podcasts twenty four hours a day? Twenty four hours a day, yeah. Twenty four hours a day is a lot. I mean, but I mean, you know, enough money to live on. I assume, I assume that it, I you know, just be the the podcast. So in theory, we could take shifts. <laughs> Probably have to bring on some guests. Or get real comfortable monologuing. I don't know. Uh, sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. To play the night canopy. I was going to say, you know, speaking of nightmares. <laughs> uh, we're talking about Slaughterhouse Five and adaptations of Slaughterhouse Five. Yeah. Slaughterhouse Five, the, the book. By Kurt Vonnegut. It was a good um, book. Yeah. I'm a big Kurt Vonnegut fan. I had the phase where I just read all his books. Although I I fell off. I think there's like one or two I didn't get to. And I haven't read all his like short story collections. But I've read the majority of his books. The vast majority. So... It hit me while reading this, and then after I finished, that this could definitely be one of those books. that This was my first time reading it all through, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. I'd never even started. I'd seen like a, a few quips here and there, but um, sure. definitely seems like the sort of thing that like somewhat the same type of person who's like, oh my god, I am the Joker. Like that, they would read, and like they'd be faced, they'd be, they'd come face to face with like a tragedy or something, and they'd just be like, "So it goes," right? Uh huh. Oh. <laughs> Thought crossed my mind, but no, this was this was good shit. I I have heard that uh, a problem with like high school teachers teaching this book is you have to be ready to confront the thing of like teenagers who just think like oh billy pilgrim is a genius he's figured out a <laughs> you just have to be like billy pilgrim yeah it's like no no nah, i just I, no <laughs> how why not he's a perfect model right up there no <laughs> um yeah, so my only, I I've actually only seen like one one quote from this before. Do you know which one it is? Do you have a guess? Is it everything is fine and nothing hurt? Um, sorta. I mean, it's the whole the whole bit 
with like the the bombs getting sucked back up into the airplanes. Oh, okay. But people leave off the Adam and Eve bit afterwards. But I've seen That's funny. <laughs> I've seen a I've seen I don't know how many times I'd seen that. I actually thought that's how the book ended for some reason. Nope. Like I thought that was the final. I mean, you could read book. the beginning of the book and find out how the book ends. Okay, well <laughs> <laughs> He says it right up there. I yeah. I mean the as soon as I as soon as I started reading, I was like, Yeah, this is a Hank book. This narrative is all the <laughs> fuck over the place. I mean, that's like why I love Kurt Vonnegut because he's he's playing with the the medium. Yeah, man. Um, and that he goes he, that is a thing he does. He doesn't do it in every book, but he definitely that is a crutch he leads on, and I love it every time. <laughs> it's kind of like like there are books that like there's just an intro of him talking about himself. And then the rest of the book, and like that bit in the beginning is just like my favorite part. I forget, I forget which one that is. Hmm. He's like he like tells the story of how his sister died, and it's like incredibly stupid and tragic. Great. Ugh. Huh? Oh wait, wait, wait. Sorry. So it goes. Yep. There you yeah. Go. One of these days. <laughs> one of these you just, days you just i mean the the really important one though is you drink like flat soda and you're like oh so it goes yeah because i mean like, when the you... the champagne was dead <laughs> or whatever oh so yeah goes. yeah the champagne is dead right i mean what's anything that's dead what's really going to happen well one of the uh, someday the the dream of doing the podcast at a certain time will that dream will be dead, and then I'll uh-huh. just I'll just hit you with so it goes, uh-huh. and you'll have to regret like having me <laughs> read this book. Saying so it goes is not the worst tick, in terms of like ticks. I've done it. Yeah, but say. you know, you can't like. If I if I'm the one who killed the dream of recording the podcast, and then I hit you with "so it goes," that's still it's, it's a bit shitty. Meh. Meh. Certainly, worse things to say, for sure. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Yeah. Billy Pilgrim has become unstuck in time. Yeah, he bounces around. He really. Really whiplashes. So yeah, I had, I had like no idea, really, what to expect from this book. I don't. It's. I should have like, I I should have done like a pre-write, like what I actually know about this book and everything like uh-huh. before reading it. I'm I'm trying to remember now if I ever actually knew what the plot was at all. Like, if I even knew that it was about World War Two, or that it was a little bit sci-fi and stuff, like, if it mm-hmm. had those elements, I, I don't think I did. Because like you, you haven't read any Kurt Zero. I mean, yeah. I see it mentioned all over the place. All over. Mm-hmm. And 
to the to the point where even like coming into this book, it was a little bit of a little bit of a not a double edged sword, but like on one hand, I'm like, okay, Hank really likes this book, so that's a that's a good sign. True. Enough people that I respect otherwise have uh, aside from yourself also like this book. That's a pretty good sign. But also holy shit people don't shut up about this book and it kind of makes me a little a little irked so mm. i was working a little bit against it but i mean i i it's not like i was you know oh everybody's talking about the latest thing i don't want to do the latest thing it's stupid I mean, but it's not it's a that, novel from 1969 yeah, it's not the yeah. thing. i mean okay i get <laughs> when i hear people like well, stroking the, off about east of eden i it it makes me want to read east of eden less honestly yeah uh, fair i mean the I, reason i wanted to do this episode was because of the comic book adaptations so i guess that is the latest thing even though that's like it's, a year yeah, later, every whatever. everybody's talking about that Slaughterhouse Five graphic novel adaptation. I just can't. It's all over <laughs> Russia. It's the hottest. <laughs> that was also very good. That was a good. I so my my saga trying to get this book. I bought it. I like. <laughs> I couldn't. Back in America. In my rinky-dink mm-hmm. hometown, which doesn't have any stores. So I got to go to the town over that actually has, like, the movie theater and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And the used bookstore did not have Slaughterhouse 5. And I forgot that we had lost our only, like, regular bookstore. So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm ordering this. God. Yeah, bookstores, endangered species. Just brutal. And the yeah. used bookstore does. I mean, it's for the, the for the location. Like it has quite a lot of stuff. They just happen to not yeah, have sure. that. Mm-hmm. But ordered it, got the wrong edition. Thankfully, they were chill and just like gave me the <laughs> four dollars back or nine dollars or whatever the hell it was. And then I said, "Fuck it!" I just ordered a new edition of of the book and instead of trying to find it online i just bought the graphic novel as well which was a nice mm. turned out to be a nice hardcover so had a good time yeah, i don't think it i don't know if it's out in paperback yet it it seemed like it it was i don't okay. know i i vaguely recall the pricing on amazon implying that it had been in paperback and no longer was cuz it was like mm. stupidly expensive like dumb out of print yeah. expensive but i don't know i might be misremembering yeah it sold it sold out when it first came out so there was a while where i couldn't get it <laughs> and then eventually it came back in print gotcha Cause because this was of pandemic stuff i was going to say this is 2020 so it you know yes right uh-huh. in the thick of it good real good timing perfect time to release a product yeah <laughs> demand at all time high Supply at all-time low. The perfect storm. Uh-huh. So it goes. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so this... I mean, it was just... It was riveting, you know? It's a like, really... I mean... Yeah. I never... 
so he's hopping back between uh you know the various we i guess like kind of three major points is how i'll divide it it's it's more of course but you know like during war during like post-war and then like post-abduction i guess or during active abduction is is how I'll split yeah, there, it. There there are, mu- there are multiple point, yeah, points. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I never felt like I wanted to get away from any of them, you know. Like in those mm-hmm. in those viewpoints and and stuff. Like sometimes if if that's going on, or I guess more commonly, if there's like multiple characters, you want to, you just want to get back to like the one <laughs> that you're super into. And sure. I didn't feel that. Like I was I was well, interested for all yeah. of these. There's kind of equally nothing going on during all of the <laughs> time period. Yeah, which is why the film sucked ass. <laughs> there was so there was way too much going on and I'm like I didn't we why is he talking so much? Why is everybody talking so much? God, cuz they don't they're not doing voiceover. <laughs> Ugh. And you've taken away all the uh you've taken away all the Kurt Vonnegut out of it. Well, yeah. <laughs> so all your narration is gone. I mean, like I was thinking afterwards when I finished the film, I'm like, well, that wasn't right. How do you make this right? I have no fucking idea. This is like one of the hardest things yeah. that you could possibly film. No, I see. I, I'm I'm soft on the movie because. I think the task was kind of impossible. <laughs> yeah, and no, I'm, I'm just glad somebody tried. Even though they look, I mean, Kurt Vonnegut describes the book as a failure, which I don't agree with. But uh, the movie was a failure of adapting the book. But you know, whatever. It focuses way too fucking much on Montana, but it is it is a horny it is it is a horny adaptation. Fucking seventies. <laughs> um, yeah i I watched the film like immediately after finishing the book and graphic novel. Gotcha. I was such a i I was not in the heads. I was not ready to deal with a shit take on this on this media. Uh-huh. So I wasn't like in hindsight, like you know, I could have a laugh about it, and it, it's like whatever. And there was some stuff that I probably would legitimately laugh at now, just for the absurdity. Yeah. But at the time, I was like, "How dare you? How fucking dare you?" <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. See, I mostly the thing I just like th- how they handle uh, being unstuck in time with the editing. Uh, sometimes they go a little too far, but just in general, like this, the hard jump cuts, mm-hmm. I just like, um, when they like put Paul Lazaro's face in the sky that I'm less excited about, <laughs> but it's like a little much. Dude, that was, you know what? That was the other thing. This film aged terribly. God, the amount of slurs is just absurd. Yeah. Like, they're all holy shit. <laughs> they've thrown on top of it. They added stuff. They added yeah. little elements to have more of them. And I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, that was rough. Mm-hmm. 
I didn't remember that those were in there at all. <laughs> it's been it's been a long time since I watched the movie. Yeah, that's fair. But uh yeah, those are rough. I mean the book has the one the book uses the word fairy once. Yeah. But I don't I don't it didn't feel like it was in a negative way. It just felt like it was in a way that has since aged out of being okay. Yeah, maybe that's incorrect, but that's how mm-hmm. I took it. But yeah, no, the film just said "fuck it," all in, all in on this bad plan. Yep. Uh, I was. Did they? I forget if the film brought it up. Uh, the comic generously did not have an art panel for this. And the book felt the need, you know, it was there. Uh, had never encountered the the concept of like cutting off somebody's eyelids before. That was <laughs> that was rough. <laughs> that was little serial. Uh, yeah. I can't. I can't in good faith give this give this novel a a serial friendly rating. Yeah, I think they live that I think they live that entirely out of the movie. Um They still have the dog t- bit but, though. Yeah. Well, so it's fu- you could tell like the way things are different in different time periods cuz in the comic they the panel of with the dog story is like a caption this is where Paul Lazaro tells his terrible dog story basically. Yeah. Like they don't just it's not just there in text. It's not like just the text of the novel. It's like, like here's the part where he tells that fucked up story. Well, I think they, but the, the eyelids and the honey on your dick, like drawing that with some tasteful word balloons word captions. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was like the, the, the graphic novel was so good. It's a great like, adaptation. Like just how it 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 brings it, it keeps like the same vibe, but it just it does so well at playing with it in a comic medium. Mm-hmm. And it's like really good. When he that it makes Kilgore Trout a comic book writer, so when he gets all his stories, they can yeah. like, do them as like old comics that shit's that shit's really good so good and uh but yeah like the the formatting honestly just in general like i mean the formatting works in comics like watchmen is an example of taking that unstuck in time idea so like it makes sense it it it, it works for comics cuz if you just in terms of you look at a page of a comic and you're seeing through time if you just take in a like a whole page, yeah, like it actually is. Um, the medium kind of just works that way. In Dude, way that in the other mediums don't. In the um, oh, fuck me, why can't I remember the uh, Tralfamador? Tralfamador. 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 Couldn't remember where the L's and the M's <laughs> fell. Uh. Like their stuff was was really good in the comic, like when they do that sort of 
what is it like a just a book but it's like a shitload of images that you just take in all at once and it paints a a, a bunch of moments together that are yeah. unrelated mm -hmm. but you know that was so mm -hmm. cool that they drew all the little background not not panels but you know the collage yeah getting to see that like they just oh it was so good <laughs> And just how, I don't know, they had a good ratio of, like, sometimes they would do, like, a text narration, and other times they would do, like, a sh like a, an image narration. I liked it. They didn't just stick to one. Mm -hmm. Do you have any, do you have any, like, favorite, favorite bits from the story in, at large? Favorite bits. Or like lines or something that you I don't know, I like I like fucking all of it. So. <laughs> uh there's just something about like the way he he paces stuff. Like um like showing this story of this character and then um cutting to like this is and then this is how this person died. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, which is a thing Stephen King steals from Kurt Vonnegut sometimes. Uh, having been listening to Stephen King podcasts, it's just like the 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 like the linear form of the story sequentially isn't interesting. Like, he, because you think of it, the book as like, he's been trying to figure out a way to tell, to write his Dresden novel, like Kervonnegut. Yeah. And like, if you think of it, it's like, he didn't have, he didn't know how to, to tell the story in like a normal way. So mm -hmm. the, the unstuck in time thing kind of like becomes a way to solve a problem as much as anything. And like the part where he's like sure that he's very clear on how he's going to end it <laughs> with that. Like the, the end or what he's talking about the the end of the story is Edward Derby getting shot for stealing a teapot. Yeah. After the bombing that like that, <laughs> that incredibly stupid, extra sense of slaughter um it's like the cherry on top or whatever just like well well thought out for the senselessness of this stuff mm -hmm. and the focus on like tell being able to tell a story about war that doesn't glorify it ever <laughs> Well, yeah, that and it, that and it bit isn't the beginning like as well. the part where he's like, "This isn't a war, isn't a place for heroes," because war just makes you tired and drains everything from you. Yeah, because there's a part where it's saying like, "War isn't a place for characters," in a moment where someone Edward Derby was becoming a character because he was standing up to a Nazi, giving the speech. Yeah, yeah, the Campbell. Yeah. I mean, I was, 
I was leading up to to just my favorite line being I can't I didn't even write it down, but the <laughs> he 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 wept as he was jiggled to sleep. Mm-hmm. Turns on the magic fingers and like that line destroyed yeah. me. I was dying. I was dying, and my parents were they, they didn't find it nearly as funny. So I'm just sitting there laughing my <laughs> ass off, and they're just uh-huh. like, "Okay, do you need to go to bed? <laughs> do you need to go to bed? Like, are you tired? Are you jet lagged?" No, the 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 humor, and then the like the dark shit, like when when he. I think it's when he's in the, um, when Billy Pilgrim is in the, the, the box car, the, the train, I think Mm -hmm. at some point, like there's a line about him, like he coughs and he shits thin gruel and like the bit about Newton's third law and like, this would be useful in rocketry, rocketry, (laughs) like just this horrifying shit literal shit in this case and then just like flipping on its head so quickly but without Mm -hmm. without without detracting from the like the fucking horror of it all which is ultimately what i think the film like that's what offended me the most was that it, it felt like it took that horror out you know yeah Because, I mean, the, I think one of my, the thing I've been reflecting on the most, like as a, as an actual concept from, from the novel and, and from the graphic novel, uh, just that, you know, the, at various moments, the, the bird, the Putuit, Putuit, mm-hmm. it, very striking, like just such a, such a i mean in the book imagining it right and then the the comic handled it perfectly and really brought that to life like for me just like sometimes shit is just so absolutely fucked that you like there's nothing you can possibly say and Mm. like i did my little my little uh post read like light light research and it, it some i think just wikipedia talked about the the bird tweeting as like a a symbol for like filling space with silence like when word when there's just no words i'm like that that makes sense that fucked me up a little bit honestly it's just real yeah, good those, those black panels at the end of the, Dude. the comic yeah and then is it actually <laughs> for once I have the comic next to me. Ha. I can look. Nice. Yeah, I wanted to confirm they have yeah, and then it's like the violet at the end. The very, very end. But no, that was that was also good. Mm-hmm. Man. Just great stuff. They really <laughs> in the film they like 
They made uh, Lazaro. They made Paul Lazaro like just insane. I don't know if it's better in a way or worse. I mean, he is described as if he were a dog, police officers would kill him and check and see if he had rabies. True. <laughs> it's not. He goes around like if someone touches him, he talks about how he's going to like plan their murder later. He's not a yeah. I think it's I think it's just because like again we don't we don't hear I mean it's we don't hear or see nearly as much in the book of of anybody. And the yeah, film, no, like the the movie <laughs> fixates on stuff. Yeah. Um. Because it's a movie, and because it only has, they like cut out characters. And well, and they they did the uh, shit. Why can't I remember his name? Who's the guy who stole the teapot? Ed Derby, Derby, somebody. Edgar Derby. Edgar Derby. I you know I got a letter right. Um. You know, like in the book, he's like the only he like took care of his body, and he was actually like a specimen. Of a, of a human, and in the movie they're just like, nah. What if he was a, a beloved, tennis coach, middle-aged teacher, physique sort of guy? Well, yeah, and they like make him and Billy, like, close in a way. They're just not, yeah. Yeah, like a a full-on sort of like. Well, I mean, just. That was like the first thing I noticed. Billy was talking so much, <laughs> like he was talking just constantly. In comparison, yeah, I'm sure. Well, you don't have the narration. I guess. You could just you know. I see. That's like, what do you? What do you do? Do you just have him like stand silently and try to try to act it out? I mean, probably I that's probably what I would do, but I don't know. Yeah, they don't. I like. Yeah, they don't. They're. You're right about the horror thing. Like, they're the movie's version of Dresden after the bombing is not desolate enough holy shit not even close at all like there are people fighting fires and i'm like yeah they're imme- <laughs> like what yeah are doing there are people they'd have like a fire truck and shit like they, they went on a fucking march out of the city because there was no they needed food and there was nothing there they had to yeah, all leave. literally nothing Dude, describing it describing that whole scene I mean that whole not even just scene, that whole sequence as a as like being on the moon. Yeah. Top tier. Like yeah. what a what like a way to climbing over bomb ridges made by meteors. Yeah. And like the silence. Cause there'd be yeah. like fuck all there. Yeah. Like just, just everything is unbelievable. Rock. Yeah. Cause it's all been burned. I told I <laughs> I had gotten uh Anya's mom a copy of the White Company 
translated Mm -hmm. and that didn't i mean not super into it which you know not the not the most popular novel so i imagine the translation is just kind of there as a formality more than anything but i'm like i i think like ani you you should read this book and your mom should read it and everybody should read it (laughs) that's what everybody's getting for christmas I think it's still not at, it's it's not my favorite Kurt Vonnegut book either. Uh, my favorite's Cat's Cradle, but it's up there. That's my favorite. It's 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 top five. It's probably top three, top two maybe. I don't know. Out of out of how many? Out of his uh, roughly many. <laughs> Classic. 15 or something? I really don't remember how many novels he wrote. I was staring at my bookshelf where I have the the books. Wow, I think it's only 14, so that's embarrassing wow. for you. <laughs> I know what the two yeah. worst novels are. Which... His first novel and his last novel, Player Piano and Time Quake, those are his worst. Huh. Player Piano is the, is his one is his book that doesn't feel like a Kurt Vonnegut book. Like he just hadn't found he just hadn't found his voice yet. Gotcha. Yeah. And I, I think Time Quake is like unfinished. Says he called it a stew. Sure, that sounds like a thing he would say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I mean, I, probably what will happen is I'll say that I'll check out more of his novels, and, and then you won't. <laughs> and there's like a fifty-fifty chance that I do, <laughs> or never ever uh-huh. do, and then. Maybe at some point you're like, what if we read this novel? I'm like, absolutely, I'm down. I don't know why I haven't read it now, except I'm just a lazy piece of shit. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it's like, like going back to this, it's telling to me why I read all those books, just because like my my book reading muscle is pretty pretty atrophied. I haven't been I've been using it much. I I read this in like a sitting. I just burned through it. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> like, I it it was definitely. I thought it was gonna be. I also coming into it, I thought it was gonna be much uh, like beefier. But it's not. It wasn't. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's not, not that long. It's not horribly long. It's um, not like um any of the fucking Dostoevsky. I kind of want to reread her. <laughs> Those books are long. Dude, I mean, all of those fat-ass Russian novels, like, yeah, they read that, like, when they're 13 here. Like, yeah, that makes sense. It's just, it's too much. But, oh, this was, I mean, I, I think I, 
It wasn't too many sittings. I mean, it, it was sort of too many sittings in the way that, I've fin that I will maybe never finish Pyre in too many sittings. I kept getting <laughs> interrupted after like three paragraphs. Yeah. But... You don't live by yourself. I mean... I, like... I could, like, just go off, I guess. If I really, really wanted to, like... Yeah, but you, like, why... That's not a... Depends on the book. Sure. Depends on the book. And I'd say, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect you to be uninterrupted. Yeah. Look, the important thing is I uh, the interruptions did not happen at key moments. I would have been a little upset if I got interrupted like last page. That'd be that'd be bad. I don't like that. Don't take away my <laughs> my my emotional climax. Thank you. Also, mm -hmm. I I I finished the book in like I mean, I, the sitting that I finished the book was probably actually doing, like, half of the book yeah. or more. <laughs> so, that was nice. Mm -hmm. And it read... And it's also, like, um, there are no surprises. He tells you all the big things that are going to happen. Oh, yeah, front. yeah. Like, no, it was it was an interesting like this is what the climax of the book is going to be. <laughs> it's just it's such a I mean, I guess I I expected there to be like more of a twist or like I gotcha. Like this is what happens yeah. and then it technically happens, but it's in a weird way, but no, just nope. <laughs> just straight up this is how it goes. Mm -hmm. And it's Tragic and sad and stupid. Yeah. This is what happened. Man, I love Kilgore Trout. Okay, here's my favorite little thing. Kilgore Trout at Billy's birthday party. Talking about how... Oh yeah, everything's in my books are true. <laughs> <laughs> you, can't, you can't put something in a book that's a lie. That's illegal. Just like, like Kilgore Trout has never. <laughs> he's like, the attention is making him high, and he's just completely on one. <laughs> oh, <It's> so good. <laughs> yeah. God. The so Kilgore Trout and Elliot Rosewater are characters that show up in other Kurt Vonnegut books. Yeah. Characters he goes back to. Kilgore Trout being the biggest one. Yeah, I, I saw uses. something about that. Yeah, that they were like reoccurring and used. Mm -hmm. Kilgore Trout, his like stand in for himself, even though he also just puts himself in his books. Like this one. <laughs> <laughs> I love the. Um, I love but, the. But he's. But like makes a point to say. He's the prolific science fiction writer, but all his work writing is terrible. Yeah, great idea. It's like terrible writing. Yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> Kurt Vonnegut just like has an idea for a thing. It's like that's stupid. Oh, that's a Kilgore Trout idea. <laughs> <laughs> or like that wouldn't make a full book. 
God. I love the I love the, I love the bit. story about the Bible too. Hmm. The the Kilgore Trout story about uh, the, the Trafalmadorians making the next Bible. Yeah, I was just gonna mention that. Like that's such yeah. a good. Like I made a. I you said all the stupid stuff you said, but this time <laughs> he fucks him up. Well, it's this Jesus just sucked, but he still said all that stuff. But then at the end, God came down and said, "Hey, I'm adopting this bum." And then Be he nice gives him all the powers. You never know. You never know what bum might yeah. become important. Like this like, felt this felt like a very very modern novel. Like I would not reading it without knowing, I would not I would not place it as old as it is. Yeah. You know? I don't know. It's it's like that 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 time. What's interesting is that uh, like around the time that this new book comes out, like all the anti-war books are about Vietnam. Yeah, that makes sense because he's oh, cause he's a, writing it so late. Oh yeah, nineteen sixty nine. So like a yeah. writing a an anti-war World War Two novel, not a thing a lot of people do for obvious reasons. Yeah. The Nazis were terrible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, I've... That's what he did. Definitely. I mean... It seems like anti-World War... I mean, this obviously, it's the, the entire thing is anti-war. At, yeah. <laughs> like, like, throughout. War. Yeah. war in general. War yeah. bad. It's not... But also, it's you know, an iceberg. It's a glacier. It's where polar bears different... live. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> polar bears only live in war. war. <laughs> oh. So, and if you're anti-war, you're anti-polar it's, bear. It's not. It's not true. Just because polar bears' world is rapidly disappearing so it goes yeah yeah that's how i want to live my life just ignore bad things <laughs> focus on the the good stuff yeah. and be completely emotionally and mentally indifferent to to suffering yeah it's cool <laughs> doesn't that sound fulfilling <laughs> yeah that's what maturity is, right? It's just realizing yourself inside. Yeah, it's realizing that everything's <laughs> shit. And I might as well just, just, just not bother about anything. God, fucking high schoolers! I know they're out there. I know they're out there <laughs> right now. Yep. God, getting there. <laughs> They're putting together their Slaughterhouse Five book report while making their Rorschach <laughs> costume for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Little shit bags. Man. 
such a such a good time so i did have one i guess it's not a I'm, I, I don't know if it's really an objective or subjective question. You can tackle it whichever way you feel. Are we sure. to take the abduction at face value in in terms of the in the novel itself? Obviously, you can read stuff into it, but did he act, in the in the in the in the novel? Did he actually get abducted? Do you think? I think it it's a book so why not <laughs> <laughs> I mean yeah I, I, it does it's it does it I think matter, he definitely but. Vonnegut definitely writes it in such a way that you can easily like say no it didn't happen because it's literally when he gets a particular head injury that he starts talking about it all the time yeah <clears throat> um that that just all lines up but um also it's a book <laughs> yeah yeah so why not oh i mean you know i i with no rhyme or reason that i can the reason the reason i th and honestly the things i would point to is where it's real is stuff like billy wrote recordings about how he was going to die and then locked them in a vault. And then the stuff where, like where he knows he's going to get shot when he gets killed at the end. Yeah. His, his final speech, he's talking about how he's about to die. True. True. There, there are the, uh, the actual, there are actual points to say that it's true. Mm hmm. Yeah. But also, it's a fucking book. I mean, yeah, it's a book. We got to overanalyze it until we hate it. That's what books are for. That's what literature is. <laughs> it's the price of being one of the great, a great novel. What's the problem with, I mean, that's like my problem with consuming media where people are talking about media is that then they do it too long <laughs> And they become miserable and they're less fun to listen to. <laughs> um, yeah. That's what I don't want to be. That's why we're our podcast is about doing whatever we feel like doing. And not... I don't know. At least what one of us feels like doing at, at yes. any given time. Like, uh, what I feel like doing, and then occasionally I'm like, fine, Ben, you can have one. And then we do the episode, and afterwards <laughs> we have a chat about why I don't get to pick more than one thing a month. <laughs> it's not. That's not inaccurate. I mean, like... I think the the bigger reason is that I just don't consume anything that you yeah, haven't you already have... done, you know. Yeah. Or that is, or that would be like. And you've liked the stuff I've picked. Yeah. It's like yeah. the other big thing. Um, like I legitimately, like when if I... you hated the stuff I picked, we would have to figure out a different way to pick stuff. I mean, dartboard and. Uh... <laughs> 
<laughs> Cosmopolitan's top ten <laughs> something or another <laughs> list. Oh, God. Just that easy. No, I just like every time I try to think, I'm like, oh, I I'm ready. I'll bring something to the table, and then I'm like, okay, what what films do we got? And that's just a blank list. That's just an eternally <laughs> blank list. And I'm like, all right, TV shows. What do we got? Eh, eh, maybe, but it's like nothing I'm <laughs> gunning for. And then like. There's probably a there's like a handful of books, but it's not. But they're books, and there's not a ton of yeah. them. So like, meh. Yep. Yeah. Now, if you ever want to do music, I really got some stuff that you'll probably have. You'll you'll have thoughts on. <laughs> Talking about music is hard. Yeah, I think it I, partially because like you got the the default is just to compare it to other music, right? A lot. Yeah. Uh huh. Or talk about lyrics. Yeah, but talking about like actual music. I don't know. It's difficult. I can Let me try, but I also just think I have different tastes in music than you. It is overlap. That one's also hard. Yeah. I would. I would. Uh. I'll. I'll go out and uh, assume that I have a wider range of music taste preference acceptability. One of those. Okay. You can do that. I don't know if it's true. I can assume. I'm trying to remember what you de- <laughs> what you described you were into at one point. It was like sad but upbeat. <laughs> well, that's just a, a one thing I, I tap into particularly like. Yeah, yeah, no. But I'm just like uh, I'm just that's that what I like, remember. Like upbeat pop songs. We talk about the lyrics are like an existential. We talk about music so infrequently that like those fleeting moments are like when I think of when I think of Hank's music profile, it's like sad but but upbeat. Sure. A nice a nice like catchy boppy tune, kinda joyous, but also horrifying and existential. It's like you know, my ideal song. That and uh, if I had um, to pick one, <laughs> that and the uh, the the bad lip reading, like it's not a moon, <laughs> the Star Wars thing. Yeah, that one's pretty good. Yeah, those are that's my when I think of you and music, that's like that that's what comes up. And they might be giants. You yeah, you link a lot of they might be giants stuff. I well, as far as bands that put out songs consistently. <laughs> That I like. They're the one. Like, I fucking... I really like... Uh... Johnny Cash. He's not putting out new stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it goes. Not getting any... 
Hot new. I don't know. No. <laughs> no other artist. That's it. Like nah, I could list other artists. Dead ones. I'm just trying to figure out the one that was that would be the best, the funniest for that line, and I couldn't come up with the one. Like Barry Gibb. Sure. I mean, it's a it's a fun name to say. Whatever. I've been listening to Tenacious D recently. I've noticed. Yeah. I was wondering if maybe we'd end up watching Tenacious D. Well, I don't think that movie is very good. It's it's it has moments. It has moments. The thing is, there's no reason to watch that movie. There's a. There's like a recording of a concert they did after that has most of the songs from that and it it's like them doing the movie but as a stage performance and it's so much better than the movie cuz also they get to do tribute <laughs> at some point it's just yeah. like they they were it's much better as like them performing on a stage than that movie is as a watching a movie that sounds correct actually Cause yeah, yep. like I, not it's it's not like I'm a huge fan of the film or anything. It's just been a hot minute. Yeah. Did you ever watch the show? There's a show. Hmm. Huh? Like they had like an HBO show. Oh shit! Before all that shit. I think before How old? their album even. How long did that go for? And when? Roughly. I don't remember. Tenacious. I don't think it's more than the. Found formed in nineteen ninety four. Oh yeah, three two thousand one album. Three like season, six episodes. Three season TV series between ninety seven and two thousand. Three huh. seasons, but Three six seasons. episodes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. It's okay. Shit, this this wiki article mentions Shallow Hell. That's a movie. It feels like one that I want to rewatch. But it's I probably don't. best left in I don't, the past. I don't know that I ever actually watched it. I watched it when I was still in high school. Sure. I was like, man, this is this is great. Just like it, it's it might even be better than Anchorman. I watched Anchorman recently. That is not a great film. <laughs> it's not, <laughs> you know, it just. That shit really hits different when you've never really watched any anything kind of raunchy and you're also like 14. The being 14 part, pretty important, I think. Pretty important, yeah. Comedies are hard. Comedies are hard. So is raunchiness, apparently. 
I wanted the. I mean, they didn't even show the in uh, Slaughterhouse Five. They didn't even show the picture of the chicken, the horse. <laughs> Fucking lame. God, that whole the way that it the scene is described when Billy's in the porn bookstore and he's reading the Kilgore Trout novel. And the guys keep like trying to get push him to the back to show him the real shit. This is what a connoisseur not such as yourself wants. <laughs> and then they're like, "Here, I've got the real shit hidden, hidden here under the desk." It's like, what could be like hidden under the yeah. desk in the <laughs> porn shop? And it's that fucking picture of the woman and the horse. Like, God, yeah. Man, um, what the hell is his name? Hang on, Roland Weary. Uh, the I loved the the comic stuff with him. Like when it's talking about uh how he's he's wearing every single thing he's ever been given, uh-huh. <laughs> and in the comic yeah. it's just like him as like a paper doll or whatever. <laughs> so good. Yeah. And then him imagining, like, telling everybody about the Three Musketeers. Ah, uh-huh. Great shit. Character doesn't read as 18 in the movie. No. No. <laughs> Not even like, fucking guys, close. Guys, this character is 18. What are you doing? He's 18, like, Riverdale <laughs> characters are 18. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, in general, like, I mean, that's also just feels like seventies, or just in general movie shit. Yeah, okay. yeah, like all seeming too old, which is like this is just a case where like that really hits because part of the point of the book is like these are children. <laughs> yeah, just kids. The, the children's crusade: a duty dance with death. The alternate title. Yeah, kind of annoyed how many printings like don't put that on the cover. I feel like that should just always also be on the cover. Yep, my edition does like my not version have it. D- does not have it on the cover. Which version do you have? Is it the kind of pink one? Red, pink. I have the. Can you put this out? Delta Fiction. Hmm. Like this printing, these paperback printings that like they put out most of his books in this same format uh, at the time. Let me find a picture. I also have a a ratty old beat up version that has like a picture from the movie on the cover. (laughs) I feel like I. Hmm. I feel like I have. The same one you do. If Google is, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I do with the V. This one. Oh no! Wow, I got played. Uh, that looks more like the one that I got sent by mistake. I believe. Wow, I got absolutely Man. your description absolutely uh, matched because there's um. I mean, I'm looking at these other covers, and they're like, 
in the same style. They're a little like it features art like by him. Like there's a skull and crossbones. Mm-hmm. And uh, like it, some of his other novels just in Google Images appeared, and it's like same style. His name is in the same place, same way. I'm like, oh, this has to be it. <laughs> and then I also okay. have this version, like incredibly beat up. Oh, it looks better. That's the good shit. Yeah. No, this is uh I highly recommend Slaughterhouse oh, Five. I think I think this is Oh, you got something saucier? This is I just think a better cover. Where it's yeah. like shaped like a tombstone. Yeah. It says yeah, it's pretty or good. the children's crusade on it. Yeah, no, the the second title is I don't understand why that's not added it's like the the whole idea of part of the book yeah it's right i mean it's right like immediately they get into that fucking what's her name would be very mad margaret hair's wife margaret what is it margaret I just looked at my heart. No, Mary. Ah, shit. Mary O'Hare. So close. Mary is, like, short for Margaret, though. (laughs) That's exactly how it is. You never... (laughs) Yeah. You never heard... I also could have checked the... the, uh, Mary is one of the people that the novel's dedicated to at the front. Hmm. For Mary O'Hare and Gerhard Muller. Gotcha. Muller. Did not look at that. The other the other difference on the comic is they take the Elliot Rosewater name and make it another like epigraph epitaph or whatever. The uh the line I think you guys are gonna have to come up with a lot of wonderful new lies or people are just aren't going to want to go on living. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good line. I also put people aren't supposed to look back. I'm certainly not going to do it anymore. (laughs) After that. God. Such a, such a good book. Yeah. Uh, the other the other thing I feel like I need to mention is the number of people who died at Dresden. Yeah. Because uh, the modern historians have decided that the number is only 25,000. And that's the number that's in the comic. I noticed that, yeah. Not more than died at Hiroshima. Because, oh, so the re- where Kurt gets that number, I think, is uh, understood as like, uh, so n- no, there weren't people who wanted to look into how many people died at Dresden at first. Mm-hmm. Like, that wasn't a thing people were interested in. So the only, the source was a historian who's a 
piece of garbage Holocaust denier. Great. So that guy's number was incorrect. <laughs> yeah. He just didn't have a better better source for the number. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I did I noticed that in the in the comic. In the com yeah. But uh doesn't the the story still stands. I mean, uh, yeah. Like, it doesn't need to be fucking worse than <laughs> than Hiroshima yeah. to, like, if you're caught in it, you know? Yeah. It's still an entire civilian city being annihilated. Yeah, dude. I got one of... Uh, <sighs> I got completely surprised. I mean, in a way that I think in the last, you know, five, six years, a lot of people have been sort of surprised, but mine was on a different topic. With World War Two, I suggested to uh, someone I was, I like to think, fairly close with, suggested that maybe... Maybe all the civilian bombings and like the nuclear bombings, bit much, not not really necessary. Met with absolute fury. Like this person believed very strongly that we had to do shit like that. I'm like, I just don't. Yeah. I, ugh. not even a, not even like a maybe. <laughs> Like, they were just all in on, nope, had to. 100%. Disgusting. Yeah. That's just gross. <sighs> and this is like... I mean, it... It, <laughs> it probably goes without saying, like, the... The, the concept of being unstuck in time and then viewing that alongside, like, what happened. Mm -hmm. Just, I don't know. It, it, well, because, like, the, you get to the, yeah, we only look at the good parts when you're unstuck in time because the other option is you're always interested. <laughs> yeah. Like, just the, the worst thing that ever happened to you, you're always there. And yeah. It's just, you live there now. And that's like, you just can't, you're, <laughs> you just can't do it. More about being broken. Yeah. Oh, totally. God, the, <laughs> I think the, the moment with the movie, when I got like, uh, maybe a tiny bit upset, I guess, where I was kind of just like, all right, kind of like low key, go fuck yourself a little <laughs> when he's at the, when Billy's at his anniversary party and he's supposed to get all psyched out by the barbershop quartet and then give the sapphire ring to his wife. Mm -hmm. And instead they just ignore all of that and he gives her the ring and she's happy and he's happy. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> you couldn't even do the one thing that is like clearly 
PTSD driven. Like, I mean, a lot oh. of shit is. No, but... we have to get to the scene of him walking in on his son masturbating. God, that's what's that important as ben. well. <laughs> I'm fucking real. Yeah, that movie's not good. <laughs> and I, uh, <laughs> the fact that that movie also like ends with clap, like, <laughs> like applause and fireworks. On Trout Falmador. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Not good. Whole thing. Just a little much. But the book. Comics. The better comics, than movies. Comics. <laughs> oh. They got a good creative team. Like, like, Ryan North is legit one of my favorite comic writers, so... Um, also, I was excited when I heard, like, because I don't know how many writers I would trust to adapt Slaughterhouse-Five, but Ryan North was, like, it's the short list, so. I was would that pretty be, sure it was going to be great. Would that be Ryan North of Adventure Time and the Unbeatable Squirrel Girl? Yes. Nice. Also, one of the, the protagonist of... Ryan North versus Porky Pig. <laughs> a great comic by Again, what's his name? Also Ryan North of that Twitter thread Ryan North did about getting stuck in a hole. <laughs> Where he had a broken leg and he like walked in he stepped into a like a skate park bowl and then he couldn't get out <laughs> and he was trapped there it's a great twitter thread <laughs> highly recommend nice i see he has done yeah jason latour is who wrote the porky pig chip sadarsky i think you're right yeah i think I see he's done not one but two choose your own adventure stories for Shakespeare plays. Yes, I I own both of those and I own his Shakespeare punching a shark and other stories short. Hell yeah. Book. Porky Pig versus Ryan North, a true enough story. Uh huh. Nice. Secret is it's about Elmer Fudd. Wow. You can't just you can't just uh, bait me like that, man. <laughs> anyway, um, Ryan North also very tall and Canadian. Hold up, how tall? Taller than you? Not taller than me. Jesus Christ. You're like the tallest he's, he's person also I've ever met. Big, big wingspan. Well, I mean, yeah. As I think, like wider than. All right, Ryan North height. Wow, it's, this is in fucking meters. That doesn't tell me anything. <laughs> six foot six. Six foot six. Yeah. That's pretty tall. I don't think that's taller than you. 
That's taller than me. Aww. I'm only like 6'3". I fucking remember tilting my head <laughs> so far back. It was just because you're short. No, 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 no. I'm Man, I'm only like 6'3". I'm like close enough to six foot to be able to lie about. It. I'm like five foot eleven and three fourths inches. It's frustratingly close to six foot. I had to tilt my head like all the way back. Every t- <laughs> I'm gonna give myself like a fake memory. Every time I think about it, I I had to tilt my head farther back, and someday I'm gonna think about it. I'm gonna be like, yeah, I had to bend over. He was back blotting like- out the sun. <laughs> oh, I stood within his shadow. I looked up, and there was more Hank than Sky. <laughs> <laughs> Also, the thing I first knew Ryan North, he does a webcomic, Dinosaur Comics, which is the same clip art of dinosaurs every day, but the text is different. Did I? That quants.com. I just want to see if it's the same dinosaur comics. I know. Q-W-A-N-T-Z.com. Yeah, I know. It's very good. Strongly recommend dinosaur comics. Wait, how do you how do you spell it? Quant. U W A N T Z. Quants. Yeah, that's better. Okay, okay, yeah, this is this is what I thought it was. Yeah. Nice. Good. Anyway, shit. Anyway, that's a podcast. Slaughterhouse Five, real solid comic. Strong also recommend book yeah. and comic. I think you do. Yeah. I think you'd have to read the. I don't think it's a comic you could do on its own. No. No. It has two. It has. Just I mean, you en- could, but I would still. I would say it has books. like just enough that's either missing or that's like cut out, but nodding to. Like you wouldn't get some yeah. stuff, I think. Mm-hmm. I I would very strongly recommend book and then comic, but totally, yeah, they're great. Sk- you could skip the film. Don't. <laughs> yeah, no, nobody. The film is not not essential. Ain't nobody but, need that many f slurs in their life. I think the film. I think I feel like one of the few people who even fucking remembers the film a lot of times. So that checks out because it's. <laughs> I barely remember it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, saltcirclepodcast at gmail.com. Find the Salt Circle Pod on Twitter. Salt Circle Podcast on various podcasting platforms, including Amazon Podcasts. Ooh. Uh, and Spotify and other places. Apple. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and I'm on Twitter at Comic Panels. I'm not on Twitter. I am about to be in bed, and I am I'm stoked for it. 
like cord. Sounds great. Hmm? Sounds great. Yeah, no. Quarter to five in the morning. I, I'm that feeling when you're just so tired that you, you, you just yeah. collapse. You just become. Now you don't bed. have to wake up early. I know. I was. I was. I got to the point. <laughs> it got to the point where I was like, "Do I want to? What's going to feel worse? Staying up stupidly fucking late and being able to sleep, or waking up early and sleeping like four or five hours?" I'm like, "Damn." <laughs> I, I usually don't stay up this late anymore, but fuck it. It was a good time.